Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce. It's a live deuce. For Thursday. Gotta love a live deuce, Joey. December 3rd. For the podcast, it's for December 4th. But we're getting into it. Got a busy, a little bit of a busy day. Not as busy of a day as yesterday. Anthony Davis is a Laker for life. Maybe. Signed his deal. Depends how long he lives, right? Yeah. yeah. The Rockets. We got the Rockets situation. Steven Silas addressed the media today at training camp. I just don't love what I'm hearing out of that camp after their uh, their deal with Russell, for Russell West or for John Wall. We have to address the Clippers stuff from yesterday because we didn't really talk about it until other than very briefly at the end. Um, and we'll, we're going to do a little COVID update because we didn't really – uh, we didn't really address the the uh, the COVID situation in the NBA yesterday. Um, okay, starting off with a bang. Cartoons and cereal says y'all are cringy. Okay, all right, I like it. Thanks, cartoons. Thanks for watching. Cartoons cartoons cereal. Cereal. Great. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's start off every. Usually it's the Friday episode, but we're live Thursday night with uh, what's that? With a little bit of. What's grinding Alex's ears? You hear that noise? I actually think um, I have something grinding my ears this week too. So we will see yours first. Well, we'll hear yours first. Was that cringy? Cartoons and cereal? Was that dope ass uh, <laughs> sound drop? Cringy? Yeah, it was. I have a feeling uh, cartoons and cereal is gone. Yeah, me too. All right. But- I do have something grinding my gears, and it's oh, not. Actually, can I give nope. a disclaimer on your what's grinding, Alex? Sure, yeah. You know what? Just do yeah, it. I can't disclaim this, dude. Yeah. Uh, no, no, how, how dare I disclaim this? Yeah. I have long thought that Max Kellerman knows absolutely nothing about basketball, right? I just don't think he he's a good NBA analyst at all. I think it's kind of a joke. Whenever he starts talking about the NBA, you can almost kind of see him acting or entering that actor role. And, I mean, he just – he had a thing today on ESPN that I saw that was an exact reversal of something from 10 months ago on the Sixers, on Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. The Sixers have only played 21 games in between these two audio clips. So, Joey, can you roll the first one from February? Yeah. Embiid, I don't know, because the modern game does not favor that kind of big or bigs, period. I don't know that you can build around it quite as successfully. And beyond that, the injury history troubles me. Stephen A., if Simmons' health checks out, I think you could get a premium for a player as excellent as Embiid in the in the in the offseason. I would do it and build a team around Ben Simmons. Okay, great. Do I think you're wrong. I think. Well, let me. Insane. First of all, I don't know if you. I I I I don't think you mentioned the context. The context of the conversation that that Stephen A. and Kellerman are having is which of the six or stars you would build your team around, right? Uh, no, it's who would who would you trade? Well, so same concept. Yeah, who yeah. would you build your team around? And in that clip, Max Kellerman says, uh, "Spy Nick Danger." We actually are up, right after this segment. We're going to talk about the Lakers, so we'll address your your question about the Lakers. But thank you. Um, so they're talking about that. So that first one was basically him saying that he would trade Embiid to keep Simmons. Correct. Yep. Okay. You want and now. Out- yeah, so the Sixers play 21 games. Uh, COVID interrupted and all that. They get boot- booted out of the playoffs, fire their coach, and, and Max Kellerman has this to say today. Now he has Seth Curry and Danny Green and real spacing and, and the ability to punish you because he's an underrated passer, to punish you if you try to double him. And Bede's going to have a monster season if he stays healthy. And in fact, as great as Simmons is, he's already a great player. Embiid will be the best player on the team. Here's my issue okay. with Ben Simmons, Stephen A. It's not even the three. How about within 15 feet? Not in the paint, but within 15 feet. Can you try some jump shots from there? Can you try to shoot the, the, the mid-range in at least? Like, just shoot the ball? Because he doesn't even do that. And when I hear Doc Rivers talk about he doesn't care if Simmons shoots, I'm like, all right, Doc. I get it from three. He's not coming. He's got to shoot from somewhere. Because otherwise, the playoffs come around, he's in the dunker spot again. You know, and shake Milton. Someone else is going to have to handle the ball. So I, for that reason also, right. I will take MB by a hair. Okay. Okay, so uh, so he, he starts off the first clip. You can't build a team around Embiid. That's not how the NBA works. 
Now today, they've got Seth Curry. They, they've got Danny Green. Embiid's going to be a monster. Huge issue with Ben Simmons shooting. He's acting. I just The main point, the main thing that's grinding my gears is why, why would you watch Max Kellerman talk about basketball? Well, He's that acting. would be my question to you. It popped up in my I, – I went to ESPN to, to check the Eagles schedule, and I've got that shit in my face. So I'm just like I don't watch it on TV every day. Here with a video it. clip. I listen. So so a little how the sausage is made for the live streams. Right. I have to play the clips, and and I and I pull up the graphics and stuff. So Alex sent me these clips, uh, in the middle of the day. I got to be honest with you, dude. I was a little underwhelmed. Because you, when you texted me that you had this this big thing for what's grinding Alex's gears, it struck me as a little bit like, yeah, a Philly fan would be mad at this, but I don't think other people are like would be furious about the timing of this. I wonder uh, if I had included what Stephen A. Because it's it's obviously an argument with Stephen A. Both things, right? And Stephen A. takes the opposite side. They both flip flop, which is, it's just it, it's just garbage. Like I just I'm so frustrated by like people spewing whatever they want changing a couple months later nobody checks them on it it's just it's just frustrating it's it's grinding my gears i can't stand max kellerman and Stephen a smith yeah well okay well but here's well, that's what's grinding my gears that's I know, okay is. and i'm gonna say this to you i'm a big wrestling fan you know this mm -hmm. one of the big things in wrestling is whether you get a positive reaction or the fans hate you the key is to get a reaction one way or the other because if they're going to just keep their attention, right? Mm -hmm. These shows are like that. They don't give a shit whether you like them or you hate them. They're going to say the shit that gets you to listen to it. And now, look, they're creating the content that we're talking about on our show. No, because I'm not I'm not upset about I'm not upset about the points that he was making. I'm upset about that. He doesn't know shit about basketball and has a job talking about basketball. That's what gets me so frustrated. That's fair. Um, all right. We went that. OK, that's fair. I get it. Most people don't like listening to that dude. Talk. He's a boxing guy who talks about yeah. sports. It's fine. Um, let's talk. Let's go headlines. I'll do what's grinding my gears later on in the show. Let's get into headlines first. Um, we didn't talk about the COVID t cases yesterday. 48 out of 54, 48 out of 546 players tested positive for COVID when they got back to training camp. You, you, thought that was a big number i kind yeah, of expected this percentage wise it's a right around a little less than 10 percent. i expected this i feel like this is kind of similar to what happened in orlando when they went back uh maybe it was less the number was lower because there was less teams um which you have to take into account but mm -hmm. all these guys coming from all these different places now going to their training camps I think this was what the league anticipated, and and now in two weeks the number will go down, and it'll go down again. The question, the thing that concerns me is more what happens once the season starts and they're traveling around, right? And they're together and practicing together. Yeah, that it really. I mean, the number did spook me, it shocked me, but I've told you how pessimistic I've been about the season to begin with, so maybe it's not a big deal. We it really doesn't mean much until we see where it go, like what the number does moving forward, right? Um, the big news of the day was. Anthony Davis finally signed his new contract with the Lakers. Five years, $190 million. Uh, it keeps AD in LA through the 2023-24 season, and he has a player option in 2024-25, which will which is interestingly enough, I feel like by then there's zero chance he's opting into that because he'll be he'll be like 30 years old. Uh, even he may even be, I think he may only be 29 years old by that time. And he'll only be making $43 million. I feel like in four years, he'll be able to make 50 million a year. The yep. way the cap will work. So, but either way, it keeps him. Lebr LeBron obviously signed his two year extension next year, which keeps him with the Lakers till 2023. And then he becomes a free agent. So, so now we see, look here, you know, what was funny about this? today happening today was when I was on Twitter uh, when I got the alert that it ha that it happened and I went to Twitter to like look for news there's obviously like looking at the Woj stuff and the Sham stuff and all the reports and then there's the fit the Laker fans there seems to be a large percentage of Laker fans that are not happy with the timing of AD and LeBron and how they're doing this really yeah because it because it, it 
basically it takes them out of the running to get a third max player. Particularly, they thought maybe they would would have money next year to go after Giannis if LeBron did do what he did. Because it, uh, signing the the two year because signing that extension, if he did like a one and one, then he could opt out, and then they'd have money. I think I, I don't really know, but it seemed like Laker fans were not super happy about. I mean, I, I'm sure they're fine with it. I, I I don't I don't know how you could be mad. Right, you're I mean, set for a while. Plus, you got young guys. Your team is to answer the question of spy Nick Danger. Will Lakers be better or worse than last season? Uh, I yes. I mean, on paper, they're ta- more talented and they're younger. Defensively, it'll be interesting to see because they lost arguably their outside of Anthony Davis, their three best defensive players in Rondo, Avery Bradley, and Dwight Howard. But yet, they should be just as good, if not better, because uh, they got younger. They got the top two players in the six man of the year voting, who are both young and entering their prime. So. Yeah, I think they should be better. But on the Anthony Davis LeBron thing, um, I thought it was interesting that they didn't that they ha- they're not lined up anymore. Like Anthony Davis at least will be there through 2023-24 and LeBron's contract is through 2022-23. So there's a chance that I guess maybe over these next couple of years, at these next few years, AD will make the decision whether he wants to be a lifetime Laker. Right. Because, you know, will he stay? My question was always going to be, will he want to stay and lead L.A. once LeBron's gone? Yeah, and I think that's all going to have to do with what the roster looks like as LeBron's leaving the building, you know? Um, I think that would influence. I mean, he he seems like a guy that's he wants as many rings as possible. He seems like a guy that is very cognizant of his legacy. He knows he needs tons and tons of rings, so. Uh, if the Lakers look really good and, and get some young talent um, in the next couple of years, I, I could see him being a lifetime Laker, but it wouldn't surprise me if he skated out of there for more rings as well. It's unbelievable. Now that he's won a title, Anthony Davis. Yeah. When you look at his numbers and he's only been in the, he's only been in this was his eighth year, I believe. Um, And he's only 27. Like, he he has a very legitimate shot at finishing his career as like a top five player of all time. Uh, Num- numbers like on paper, you mean, or just in general? Wise, yeah. I mean, look, he 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 just won his first title at twenty seven. He still he's now has at least two 2021, 21, 22. He has at least three years left with LeBron, so he could win a couple more. Then then when that's done, oh, he's just going to be twenty nine, thirty years old, mm-hmm. and potentially play for another eight, nine, seven, nine years, whatever, as long as he stays healthy. And by then he'll already be hitting statistical milestones that a ton of nobody's hit, like that would him as a first ballot hall of famer by then. Like, I mean, he's a first ballot hall of famer now, although he probably, there would be some arguments because he's always been, but statistically it's not even close, but by, 20, by the time LeBron's contract is up, if they win one or two more titles, AD will have been in the league for 10, 11 years with two or three titles and then still have the whole second half of his career. Right. Like, There's a good chance that if he stays healthy on the trajectory he's on, he's gonna, he, has a really, he has a really strong chance to finish as at least a top 10 player ever. Yeah. Well, I do. I really think, and this is probably a little kind of obvious. His legacy is going to be hugely determined by what happens when he's not with LeBron. Like, I, I mean, LeBron's going to retire at some point. Um, if he goes the last five, six years of his career without a ring, without LeBron, people might have some questions. But I, I'm with you. Numbers wise, it's going to be absurd. But uh, I mean, if you if he wraps up his career and the only rings came with LeBron, don't you think that would be a little uh, noticeable? I mean. People, people would definitely bring it up when well, you sure. have these deb- debates about who's the best. I, I had a conversation the other day with two with these two guys who were trying to tell me that KD still has a lot to prove in his career because he's only won a title by going to Golden State. I hate that shit. Like, you're going to tell me that KD's not a top 10 player to ever play basketball? Like, mm-hmm. just because he went to play for the Warriors? No. He doesn't have anything to prove. I understand the Anthony Davis thing is a little different because yeah, I was going to say he had done more before he went to Golden State, but um, 
Anthony Davis was a pretty good in a pretty, it was really good in a really shitty situation. Like Kevin Durant was really great in a really great situation. Right. Oklahoma City situation, uh, you know, other than like the first couple of years when they were building, again, let's not forget Sam Presti drafted three straight first ballot Hall of Famers and a perennial all star NBA champion in Serge Ibaka in four consecutive years. And also Jeff Green, who at the time before he had his heart thing looked like an all star level player. Anthony Davis has been stuck, was stuck in New Orleans his entire first six years, seven years of his career with a bunch of dog shit rosters and still was able to take them to the playoffs and still put up historic numbers. So I understand Mm -hmm. like you got to, you know, not winning championships without LeBron and all that. I I get it. But uh, if, if he wins, if they win a couple more titles this next couple of years, and then he goes on to have some deep playoff runs with the Lakers, but not win any titles, but still keep putting up these absurd numbers. I think he'll be in the conversation. Okay. Just to I respond think, quickly. I think the, the further you get away from your career, the further you get away from people being like, oh, he wasn't the, the guy. That's but Yeah, that's possible. Just, you're right about LeBron. The, the difference to me would be KD was the best player on those teams, and it's you know his two rings. He was on a great team, but he was the best player, where it's it's not on clear. The on the Warriors, yeah. So it's fair. I'm talking about the, the argument you had with these. Even even some people would debate that. Yeah, they would. They'd be but, wrong. They'd I mean, be wrong. He got the MVP both times. But with with AD, his rings are coming, and he might be the second. For this one, he was the second best player. If he wins two two more, I mean, maybe maybe it's clear he's better than LeBron. But, but don't you think, though, that I think because he was in his 17th year and because he's LeBron, everyone's always going to say LeBron was the best player. But don't you think in a lot of respects, there was many times where Anthony Davis was the best player, but he just won't get the credit as the best player because he's on a team with LeBron? Absolutely, yeah. But I'm talking about his legacy. In the finals, but Mm -hmm. AD was also, I mean, the... I mean, it was like one A, one B. You know, any given night, one was better than the other. Now, yeah. I think it's actually different than the KD situation because KD was clearly the best player on that team. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Well, I'm what I'm saying is, from a talent standpoint, like KD is a more talented bat. I, I and this this would actually make piss people off, some people off, but like KD is a better is a more talented player than Steph Curry. Like from just a NBA basketball standpoint, and and even was with the Warriors, so Katie was just a a different level than those other guys. That's not to say that Steph Curry is not the best point guard to ever play basketball. Kevin Durant's just on a different plane. I think right now, as great as LeBron is, AD's not that far from being as talented as LeBron. So Agreed. I think different. So yes, Katie was the best player on that team, but AD was also the best player sometimes on this Lakers team. He just won't get the credit. He, he, he'll never get that credit because it's LeBron's team. Right. And LeBron and finals MVP. Yeah. To cap it off, if AD gets a ring without LeBron, this conversation is moot. <laughs> like, what if he won't get, even be. Here's the thing. What if he gets, what if he gets, so last year, LeBron was going to get MVP no matter what, because it was 17th year. No one knows how long he's going to do it. It was almost like, all right, let's just give it. If they win, he's getting it no matter what. And I think it was even a discussion at one point on the podcast because AD's numbers were so absurd. Yep. Whereas like they were flip-flopping, like, will it be LeBron? Will it be AD? Who gets it? But it was always really like, oh, we know it's going to be LeBron because LeBron is it, – It's this is like a, a commemorative award at this point. <laughs> Honestly, we weren't so sure after two games, but yeah. But you know what I'm saying. But yeah, now, exactly. now he got it. So now, mm-hmm. what if AD, What if they go back to champion? What if they go to another finals this year and AD gets finals MVP and then never wins another title without LeBron, but he still won finals MVP on a LeBron team, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, I just think that that's... Wouldn't that change your opinion on it? It would. It would, yeah. But I'm <laughs> again, I'm talking about ammo for people that are going to argue against right. the top five thing, you know? Yeah. Well, well I mean, it's so far away. Right. The way NBA players are playing now, unless he decides to just hang it up early... I mean, he's uh, he's 27 years old. I know it's ridiculous. He, he could legitimately play another 10 years. Yep. So, I guess the gist of it is, Laker fans, I I don't I can't I can't even imagine how a Laker fan could be unhappy in any way about what's happened in this offseason. This team, I mean, you just locked up two of the top five players in the NBA for at least another three years together. 
So whatever the rest of the roster is, you're, fi- you're I mean, you're in the Western Conference Finals and you're probably in the finals. Right. It's like it's hard to see it. Even with other teams getting better, it's hard to see a scenario where the Lakers don't go back to the finals, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. I just can't believe I didn't see any of the stuff you're talking about on Twitter. But like, it's not like Rob Polinka had a choice. If these guys want to get paid now, you have to do it. You can't piss right. either of these guys off. I, I I don't. I guess I probably over exaggerated. Probably wasn't like a large percentage, but it mm-hmm. was people saying like, "Oh, we oh we ruined our chance to get Giannis." Well, you didn't have a choice <laughs> yeah. if these guys wanted to get paid, right? And also, I I also think that uh, it's weird because Laker. I guess only Laker fans and Celtics fans can kind of feel this way, where it's like we had a chance to get Giannis and we could win six more titles, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, but I think I guess with Laker fans and Celtics fans, you can kind of talk that way because you have so many titles. I think most fan bases take for granted like what winning one title means. Because everyone's always like, everyone's always like, how do we build for five years, ten years? How do we build for our future? Instead of being like, let's just win a title and see what happens. <laughs> like, winning a title is pretty cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, how many teams teams don't win titles? It's like there's like every year we walk into the season and there's like a handful of teams, maybe five, six teams at the most that have a a shot at even winning a title. Yep. So all the fans that are like, God, we're ruining our future. We're mortgaging our future to win one title. Fuck yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, you are. Because it's so hard to win one championship. Talk to, I mean, you're, you you obviously, being a Philly fan, understand. Like, you would do anything to get just one title. Yes, it's true. It's like mortgaging your future for a title. Yeah, in a second. That's what you should do. That's That's where I think, again, this is where when we always harp on the Presti stuff and the the long-term building, I get that you kind of have to do those things. But, you know, there there comes a point where it's overkill because at some point you just got to go all in and try to and do what you can and, and win. Because winning a title, if you ever have a chance to win one title, it shouldn't be like we're not building our team to win four straight titles. We're building our team to win a title this year. Mm-hmm. And then after this year, we'll figure out how we win a title next year. But for exactly. right now, let's figure out how we win a title this year. And the Lakers, right. that's what the Lakers are did last year. They're doing now. And they're, I mean – at least for the next few years with while LeBron is there, that's what they're doing. And even with AD there, because once LeBron leaves and, and guys see that AD can win a title in LA, someone's coming to LA to play with AD. Seriously. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. You know what I mean? It, they won't be LeBron, but you know, <laughs> who knows by that time, who knows who the, like the stud is. Yeah. And the unhappy stud that won't be <laughs> the unhappy stud. I could write that book. <laughs> you live that book. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Is that cringy cartoons and cereal? YouTube commenter? Yeah, it, might, it, it actually might have been. That's fine. Um, elsewhere, in, elsewhere in the West, things are not going so swimmingly, as they say. Yeah. Uh, so Stephen Silas, the, the head coach of the Rockets, addressed the media today. And they asked him about James Harden. And there's still all this speculation that Harden wants out. But then after the Russell Westbrook-John Wall trade... Uh, people are saying that the, – or there's the reports basically out of Houston is that Houston doesn't care – or not that they don't care, but they're not worried and they're willing to hang on and get either what they want or just go into the season with James Harden. And and Silas was asked uh, about his communication and how he's talking with Harden, and he basically said, like, I get, I'm giving him his space. Like in a situation like this, I'm giving him his space. We don't talk. We're not in communication that much. Which I, I, I it's fine if that's the way he wants to handle it. That's fine, but yeah, he's honest. Camp, he can't go tra- wrong with being honest. Training camp just started, um, and preseason starts in eight days. So it's not a great sign that your brand new head coach is not communicating a ton with the guy that might. So well, he might be trying to. <laughs> no, he's, he's giving him his space. Well, I mean, maybe that wasn't fully. Maybe James Harden's just fucking AWOL right now. I don't know. Possible. Well, it, 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 I mean, I guess it could be one of two things. One, either he really is just trying to say, saying like, hey, man, we don't, we've never worked together. I'm not trying to like force you, uh, you know, because coaching in the NBA is more about managing players than it is. It's 50 50 X's and O's managing players, right? So maybe he legitimately doesn't want to just come in there and have Harden pissed off at him assuming that he's going to be there 
or there is something happening. Like something's right. coming. Right. Yeah. Dude, I just like it's hard to feel bad for James Harden, who's making God knows how much money, how much he's made. But like in terms of his legacy, like the dude's his clock is ticking and like he's got to be thinking, how the hell can I get myself on a championship caliber roster right now? Yeah. I mean, it's just it hasn't his career has not worked in that sense. And he's a good enough player. I mean, there's no doubt in anybody's mind. James Harden is championship caliber player. The situation hasn't. Oh, you OK there? <laughs> well, Mike action there. Um, so James Harden has just got to be looking at everything like I got to get myself a chance to win a ring. He we he wants to go to Brooklyn. It's so clear. And they like and he can't force his way there. And he's probably pissed. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think everyone can't win a title. We just talked about it. It's how hard it is to win a title. I, I don't know. James Harden might not win a title. He may just not win a title. He'll go down as one of the best scorers to ever play. And I, I th- would he? I think he'd almost immediately become best player ever not to win a title. Maybe. Um, that's yeah. probably recency bias, but I can't really think of a guy. Yeah, I mean the other guy, the guys that always get brought up are like AI, Barkley, Malone. Malone, it might have a might that might be Malone. Well, yeah, I mean, in, I mean, if you're talking statistically, then it's probably Malone. But Malone also played for 20 years, right? Uh, if you're just talking about skill wise and talent, like Malone wasn't averaging 34 points a game, no. or, you know. Yeah. So, but he also a different era. So when you're taught when you start. Obviously, it's just like the GOAT conversation, like best of all time. Once you start jumping eras, it becomes really hard to evaluate uh, who it really is. But yeah, Harden would be in the conversation immediately. Yeah. Do you think he's be- he, Do you think he's better than Iverson? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think yeah, he's AI took a team to the finals. Yeah, and that's not a that's not a knock on Iverson. Just James Harden is absolutely ridiculous. Well, I'm not saying better player. I'm saying better career. Yeah, well, I'm assuming James Harden. I mean, James Harden needs like three to four more seasons to of he's this. Like 30, he's like thirty something already. I think he's right at thirty, but I'm not yeah. positive. But he, he, if he retired today, then no, Iverson has a better career. But I'm anticipating James Harden putting up ridiculous numbers for three, four more seasons and not getting a title. He's thirty-one. 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 Okay. So yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, so the other thing that also came out was that, um, and this was from the man who knows about basketball, Adrian Wojnarowski, said that Russ, that uh, James Harden preferred to play with James Wald, or, that James Harden prefers to play with John Wall this year over Russell Westbrook. Okay. I don't. First of all, I don't question. Woj's reports often, but why the fuck? Would that <laughs> be the like, why? Why would Harden? Why would that? Why would Harden let that get out? Unless like, they're who is he talking to directly? That's talking to Woj. That he said, "Yeah, man, I want to play with John Wall over Russell Westbrook." Like, and also okay. John Wall hasn't played in fucking four years or whatever it is. I I can imagine a scenario where it actually makes sense. Okay. What if James Harden's working out with John Wall somewhere and it's okay. John Wall's healthy. John Wall's back. I'd rather play with him and him not take fucking eight three pointers that have no chance of going in than Russell Westbrook. But it only makes sense if he has seen John Wall and his health. If he, if he's just saying that based on not knowing how healthy this guy is, then that's asinine. Yeah. I believe that this is a report. Somebody, Heard James Harden say something about liking John Wall. Okay, yeah, it was taken, it. taken totally out of context. I don't buy this shit. I just don't buy it. But whatever. It, I, I I don't think you. I think it's it's so weird because Houston could be a, a a playoff team and be relatively competitive in the West with, with Harden. Just with all the speculation and the short turnaround of the season and all that stuff, I just don't feel good about what's happening there. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't it sucks for my guy, Steven. Uh all right. Last, I guess, player team related thing for today is um these there was so there was the multiple clipper stories from yesterday that we didn't really get to talk about on the show. The first one was the, the story from the athletic that basically detailed how players in with the Clippers were unhappy with the preferential treatment 
that Kawhi and Paul George get or got last year, which included uh, Kawhi being able to live in San Diego, which caused him to be late, like regularly. Uh, control over practice times, which reportedly players believe that Kawhi would cancel practices regularly and he'd be the one to cancel them. Control over their own playing time. So basically when they wanted to play, including not playing games, uh, they were the only two on the team that had team, I guess, team-issued personal security guards because I think any player can just have a security guard. And then later post-game media slots, meaning like everybody obviously wants to hear from the stars first, but they would wait like 30 minutes or whatever. And meaning like, you know, we ended up seeing Lou Will and Pat Beverly and those guys a lot for those post game media sessions. It's mm-hmm. not because the media wanted to talk to them. Right. Apparent, according to this, it's because Paul George and Kawhi wanted to go later. Um, and so I brought this up yesterday and you, you briefly commented on it, but man, like I just, Kawhi, I think, I don't think it gets, mentioned the potential of how much of a diva Kawhi might be because of how quiet he is and he doesn't talk and all that stuff. But he really might be. He really, yeah, this is swaying me to exactly what you were saying during the playoffs in terms of how big of an issue his leadership might be. Like the thing where him being allowed to live in San Diego, like, like the coach, you can't really make a guy live somewhere. This is on Kawhi being a dick. Like this is about Kawhi not being all in on the team. Like what kind of star player making that kind of money is is living in a place where he's late for practice constantly? Like right. <laughs> and, and you know it's like like I think it was Perk again who was like who tweeted yesterday is like this happens all the time in the NBA. Top players get preferential treatment. Uh and anybody who's complaining about it, you know, maybe get maybe work harder so you can be that guy or something like that, which there's no doubt. Right. Like, yeah, of course, there's preferential treatment among star players. But I just mapped San Diego to Los Angeles because I don't know. <laughs> and by car, it's a two hour drive. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's it's not so, like, like uh, yes, Kendrick Perkins is right. Like players get star players get preferential treatment all the time. I've never heard of a player living two hours away unless he was doing the, the Kobe thing and like helicoptering to practice every day. So I, right. I maybe that's too soon. Rest in peace. Yeah, might, might be. But yeah, like um, the point, it really doesn't. That's, but he used to do that. Like mm-hmm. coach used to take it every, like from certain places to practice, but he ain't, listen, Ka- Kawhi Leonard ain't Kobe Bryant. No. Like and it really great. Kawhi Leonard's great, right? Two-time mm-hmm. finals MVP, two-time NBA champion. Um, I still have questions about both champion, about both finals MVPs and both championship, his championships, not in terms of legitimacy or anything, just in terms of like, when at what point are we going to question, you know, what they really mean for his what legacy? They really right? mean for his legacy, which yeah. we, we've talked about a little bit. I just mean like, as good as he is, he's not LeBron, Kobe, MJ. Like, I guess maybe if LeBron was like, yeah, I want to live two hours away. Well, I, it doesn't really matter where he. You just can't be late for practice. Like that's it's you cannot be late for practice and messing things up for a team that's trying to win a title. Like. Yeah. It's just crazy to me, and it's it just says a lot about the guy. And then there was that other part in the article about how he demand or like he has to have his special place to do his pregame routine, like twenty five to forty minutes before the game, and reportedly like sometimes that they would take over the female staffers' locker room, so like then the female staffers wouldn't have a place to like change while he was doing like his stretches. That's yeah. So. Which uh, okay. again, that, that, another uh, thing to me, which I'm like, God damn, like if that's true, that's just crazy. Like I, I, yeah. again, I worked in the NBA, so I, maybe it's crazy to me. I think for a casual fan, like for a fan, it probably sounds crazy. I think for people, players and NBA guys, maybe not so crazy because stars get preferential treatment. But I spent four, five, six years working the NBA. I was with the Grizzlies for one year and five years with the Hornets. And like I said, the the biggest star we ever had was Allen Iverson, but he was only there for like three months. It was at the end of his career in Memphis, and he got cut. the The star of the Memphis team when I was there was Zach Randolph, and the stars of uh, my teams in Charlotte were Al Jefferson and Kemba. They they got, you know, they got treated like 
all stars or whatever they were, but yeah. they didn't like take over entire locker rooms so they could stretch. So maybe I've just never been around a star the level of Kawhi Leonard, but I've never also I've also never heard these type of stories. I mean, other than like watching the last dance and seeing MJ like sit in the room with the security guards and like shoot the shit, <laughs> which was awesome. But I also don't think he was like demanding to have that room. I think people just respected MJ and like gave him his privacy and let him do his thing before the game. Right. I think and it's different to have that than to be like, I need my own room to stretch <laughs> for yeah. 40 minutes before the game. That's great. And a lot of this kind of maybe, I mean, does, doesn't look good for Doc, but also like, Lawrence Fra or like Lawrence Frank, who was the like president of basketball operations? Lawrence just, Frank. Yeah, I, I mean, I know he was. I didn't know if he was general manager or president of all that oh, stuff. But like, uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but he, yeah, then yeah, Lawrence. like that's not good for them either. And it showed. That's the other thing is like it's this is probably a non-issue if they went to at least the Western Conference Finals. But like this team got embarrassed, and we were saying like, what is wrong? What is wrong with this team? Which validates all these concerns as being a really big deal. Yeah, well, and I also, like, I understand the, so, yes, it is sort of an indictment on the front office and Doc treating them this way, but also, they both signed two-year deals or three-year deals with the option in the third year or whatever. They're both, they both could potentially be free agents after this next season. And if you're Lawrence Frank, you mortgaged your entire future, right? You, you gave up all your players and all your draft picks, and you went all in on these two guys. So from his standpoint, and Balmer is super rich, so can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's, what, what is it, if he's not the richest owner, he's probably top two or three. Um, so I understand them being like, all right, we have to do everything we can to keep these guys happy. I put this more on Kawhi and Paul George if it's true. You know, like I don't know. Again, I've never been a star player in the NBA, so maybe I don't know. You but haven't, I, Joe? Like, but I also feel like if I was a star player, I would want my other guys to be treated well or or equal footing. Like I wouldn't want to be looked at by my teammates as bigger. Right. And if you I were looked at as bigger everybody else as bigger. At the very least, you're still you have to hold yourself accountable. And when I see right. showing up late to practice, it tells practice. me you don't care. Being the one who cancels practice. That's nuts. That's so unbelievably ignorant for a star player to do. It's it's Kawhi. I know he's not going to, but Kawhi has to respond to this, I think, and be like, or it's really going to damage his legacy like you've been talking about. Did you see Serge Ibaka talking about Kawhi Leonard texting him about in during free agency? Uh, no, I don't think so. He basically was like, Kawhi sent me a text that said, yo, what's up? We doing this? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, he's, I don't know. He's just such a weird dude. I know. But also, I think because he's, I think because until now, he just sort of was quiet, didn't want a, the spotlight. Toronto, San Antonio, just went about his business and and was you know shitting on the league, just winning championships everywhere he went. People didn't really consider the fact that God, maybe the weirdness is like too is mm -hmm. hard to overcome the weirdness when you're not in a very very stable situation and we've talked about this he he was in the beginning of his career he's in the most stable situation in the last 20 years in the nba you know san antonio with the best coach ever and the best power forward ever and two other first ballot hall of famers then he goes to toronto with one of the best gms in the league uh the guy who became the coach of the year kyle lowry who's in one of the ultimate professionals they get marcus all serge like he's surrounded by a, like great people in the whole thing. So again, it sort of maybe hit hides a little bit of who Kawhi really is. Definitely. Now he, now he goes to LA and it's, mm -hmm. first of all, it's LA. So you have the spotlight on you. LeBron's in LA. So the spotlight's on you even more because it's you versus LeBron and the rest of your team's a bunch of clowns. Yeah. Really? You know I mean? Yeah. Like the, so, that was the big thing we talked about, or maybe not with you because the podcast, I don't know, was around yet. But I talked about this even in my old job when we were previewing that team. My biggest concern with that team, like looking at the Lakers and looking at that team was the Lakers had a bunch of NBA championships or champions or guys who've been deep in the playoffs. The Clippers had Kawhi Leonard and a bunch of guys who hadn't done shit. Right. But the year before, they were decent, so they were feeling themselves. Mm -hmm. So I could see them easily being like, oh, these two guys came in to win us a championship and they're fucking bums and we're not even winning. Yeah.
Dude, so I, I was not with you during the playoffs or after the, the Clippers exit in terms of concerns about Kawhi's leadership. And it goes with my point that I'm about to say. It's starting to turn for sure because if you're weird and this robot guy, like that's cool if it's because you're so laser focused and all you care about is winning and getting better at your craft. And that's why you laugh weird and you don't talk to anybody. But do you have that and you couple it with your late for practice because you live in San Diego? Like, those don't mesh at all. You know, you're a weird guy and you don't really give a shit. So it's a huge concern. Nobody's taking away from his ESN D Rain. Yeah, I've been watching this conversation. Yeah, but he he said, uh, yeah, well, if you're gone, you're gone. But hey, thanks for watching. Um, I missed a couple of his comments, but. I don't know who I, I can't follow along with what he's saying. There's, yeah, no, it's, there's it's, a lot going on here. But yeah, if you want to tell your friends to come watch us, that'd be great. If not, eh, well, his first two comments are nobody is watching facts. <laughs> so I didn't really yeah, want to give him a he, Yeah, I don't know what he was talking about. And then, guys, are you guys famous? No, we're not famous. But I don't know. Who knows? He All said, right. And Kobe agreed. LeBron is better than who? Kobe? Uh, no, that he sent that when we were talking about Kawhi. LeBron don't need practice. Okay. We weren't talking about LeBron. Guys, should I tell my 15 friends to go watch you guys? You guys stream is awesome. If you believe that, that's great. But then you left. Uh, anyways. Yeah. So the other thing that came out of um, the the clip. <laughs> I mean, I, talking, I thought you were reading along and choosing to ignore it like I was. But no, I, I, totally, I totally missed. I was missing it. I, I missed his comments. I, no. Um yeah, I, I just th- these things, and then it got worse yesterday. So Paul George was on all the smoke, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes podcast, and he basically the quote that he, he said a couple things. One was he said that the the Clippers didn't make any adjustments in the Nugget series. So basically, hey, fuck you, Doc Rivers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also said Doc was trying to play me as Ray Allen or JJ Redick, all pin downs. I can I can do it, but it ain't my game. I need some flow. I need some mixes of pick and roll and post ups. Then your boy Kevin O'Connor, I don't know why I call him your boy, but I yeah, just, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin O'Connor said Paul George finished thirty three percent of his total plays using pick and rolls, which was a career high. The prior high was twenty five percent in OKC via synergy stats. That's very different from Ray Allen or JJ Redick. So then, my thing was like. I guess my my two questions yesterday was Kawhi is Kawhi a huge diva, right? And the other question was is Paul George like the biggest dick in the NBA? So I like Paul like I'm shocked that Paul George went after his coach publicly or his former coach cuz it's such a bet it almost never works unless the guy you're yeah. talking about is an absolute clown. It's, it's shocking that the guy was on a team and went on national television and said he wanted to play for another team and then never went to that team is publicly saying things about people. Is that, that gets you the dick label in your book? I, I yeah, I get that guy went to, that went to Oklahoma city and committed to them and said he wanted to be there and signed a contract, forced his way out shock. It's all, that's all shocking that he's suddenly saying bad things about his former coach. Okay, I I guess I uh, had let a lot of that slide. Yeah, you think? Um, I mean, it's just we like this n- almost never works. Is going after a coach, but like it almost never looks good at the end. I don't think, um, and especially a guy as respected as Doc. Like I'm not a huge fan of his. I don't think he's like this unbelievable coach, but like bad playoff. Extre- well, extremely I mean, obviously yeah. the title notwithstanding. Since the title, he's been a bad playoff. Mm-hmm. And he's just extremely well respected. Like a lot of people appreciate what doc's done and then to come out and and bash him and not even it's not even really that accurate like according to the numbers and listen i i I would say i don't know about clippers fans right because i I don't know if there are clipper fans like actual clipper i don't know if there's like an like a real fan legitimate fan yeah but i will say like we've talked about it on here in in terms of the respect that doc has gotten right just in that organization him going there made them a legitimate organization. Yep. And then he navigated them through the whole uh, Sterling thing, which was one of the craziest things. That And he was the front-facing person. He was the representative of the organization through the whole Sterling thing. So I would imagine that, like, Paul George as a Clipper shitting on a coach who 
if you're a Clipper, if you're a true Clipper fan, you probably love Doc. Yeah, regardless your of the best years. Clippers. Yeah, I mean, he, legit. I mean, other than getting Chris Paul in into in Los Angeles in, in, with the Clippers, getting Doc was like okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. A championship coach wants to come coach and and run ours. Okay, and I think that changed the whole trajectory of the organization. Uh, having him there, so and then yeah, Paul George going out and just basically taking a dump on him. Uh, it's probably not a good look for him as a Clipper. But then yeah. again, he has he can opt out after this year, so maybe he doesn't want to be there anymore either. Yeah, dude. If this team does not go to the Western Conference Finals, they are going to get destroyed like it'll be twice as bad as last year what a clown yeah what a clown a bunch of them rampant if you think do you think they're going to get destroyed if they don't go to the western conference finals i think they'll get destroyed if they don't go to the finals yeah well i mean they'll be hammered but if they do the same if they don't get to at least the western conference finals i think that will definitely shatter paul george's legacy um if he even has one yeah but um all right, the last bit of news from today that I wanted to hit, not necessarily player or team related, but the NBA will not test players for marijuana this season, which they also that was they did that in the bubble too. Right. Uh, didn't test them for weed. Um so I it's interesting. Like I I I what I, I wonder if this is their plan if they're really trying to make this a thing permanently. Or if it's just that with COVID testing and everything else that's going on, they're trying to limit the other stuff, and yeah. it's just a limited thing. But hopefully, this is their attempt to like make this a permanent thing. Yeah, I th- I, I feel like we talked about this when it was oh for the bubble. Yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 we um, did. Uh, but now mm-hmm. now it's a regular season. Now yeah. this is real. You know, the yeah. bubble was an eight game and then a playoff thing. This is for an entire season. Right. I mean, it just makes so much sense. Like, what are we even talking about? And I, I, a lot of people think this and I look like it, but I don't smoke weed, but I just don't care. Like, why should the NBA care who's smoking weed and who isn't? It's just, why would we test for that? It doesn't make any sense. Okay. That's, that's fair. No, it's true. I, I totally agree. Yeah, like, like, who cares? <laughs> it's being legalized pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Criminalized and all this stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I guess that's it for that one. There's not a whole lot to do. I mean, yeah, it's just so obvious to me. It's just so like, just let's just move on. Um, all right. We usually finish off our Thursday slash Friday show at trivia, but I said I was going to give a what's yeah. grinding my gears. So yep. normally we do what's grinding Alex's gears. So I'll leave this up. But I'm Joey, and I this is what's grinding my. You gears. have gears that that's true become grinded. Um, so obviously, I've mentioned a few times on this program that I worked in the league. And I worked in college basketball. And generally speaking, when people find that out, their first thing is like to ask questions about the NBA, about this player, about that player. And a lot of times they'll ask the question, they'll I'll give them my answer, and then they'll tell me why I'm wrong or give me an explanation about my explanation or whatever, um, which is fine. I get it. People want to have – it's like a sports debate and this, whatever. That's what sports fans like to do. But twice this week, with college basketball starting, I've had two different people say to me, you like college basketball? And I'm like, no, man, I kind of hate it. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, it's so much better than the NBA. I'm just like, okay, well, I think you're wrong, but whatever. I mean, I get why people like college basketball. It's I'm like, they're both. like, It's like verbatim for the people who think college basketball is better than the NBA. I don't care if you think like if it's if I, I don't care if you think college basketball is more entertaining than than the NBA. I don't. It's, right. it's like, subjective. It's it's yeah. subjective. You watch what you like to watch. I like what I I'll I'll do it. But the argument becomes well, it's just it's better basketball. Nope. Like it's the fundamentals. The fundamentals are you know like like and any night any t- and anything can happen any night. And I'm just like okay, if you are a college basketball fan. And you come to me and say college basketball is better because the fucking fundamentals are better than the NBA. Then you don't watch basketball. You don't watch basketball. Definitely don't watch the NBA. You might have watched. No, you don't watch either. Because why do you think the fundamentals are better in college basketball? Because they pass the ball a lot. Is it possible that 
They pass the ball a lot because they run shitty offenses and the majority of them can't shoot and the teams are playing zone against them? Like, Or is it also because every college team, if they had a player who could just go one-on-one and drop 30 a night, would just give the ball to that player and run plays for that player, but most of these college kids are not good enough? Like, do you ever think about the reason why they run so many sets and motion offense and all this shit is because college basketball is not good. There's 300 teams. Everyone can't be great. But in in the NBA, they're all great. Even the shitty hit players are fucking great. They're the best 546 players on the planet. So to tell me, two different people within a day, well, college basketball is better because it's, you know, it's more competitive. No, wrong. College basketball players are playing for millionaire coaches and to maybe play in the NBA. NBA players are playing for their lives and for their families. Like, go, get off the fucking, oh, it's more competitive. They're playing for their fucking lives, okay? They're also, so, any night, like, let's put it for, like, uh, like this. Yes, the Bulls suck. The Bulls are bad, are, are a bad NBA team, right? But any night, Zach Levine could go get 50. I'm watching that shit. Or I could go watch two college teams that might not get more than 50 points than a game. That's better because they were more fundamental. They're not fundamental. They're learning the wrong shit in college basketball. It's a different game. That's why, look, freshmen in college and younger guys, they get drafted off potential. I get it. But part of the reason why juniors and seniors in college don't get drafted higher is because they spend four years learning dog shit at dog shit program. <laughs> they, then you got to take, bring them into the league at 23, 24 years old. And it's not about whether a 24 year old can get better. It's about how many years do you have to deprogram a 24 year old from learning all the bullshit they learned at their college from their coach who only cares about winning. So puts in his system to win his college basketball. It's, it's home. It's home pretty good. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I can't stand when people say it's, it. I, it's, I do have theory. So, college basketball is not entertaining. It's not. There's I like hate college basketball. Maybe maybe six teams a year that you're like, okay, I can watch these. Like you could go watch Kentucky, bunch of NBA players. It's a fun <laughs> NBA team. Every watch Memphis now. Damn, it's all NBA players. Duke usually. Like okay, sure. Coach K runs NBA sets. Players from Duke learn how to play basketball. Kentucky players learn how to play basketball. But there's very few programs like that. I don't care if the NBA is top-heavy and the bottom teams suck. The bottom teams are still really fucking good. And it's entertaining to watch the best in the pl- best players on the planet play the best basketball on the planet. And to say that NBA basketball is not fundamental is just an absurd thing to say. I, I do have a theory. I think I know where it comes from. I really do. I think anybody that genuinely prefers college basketball to the NBA is because it reminds them of the shitty basketball they used to play in high school. Yeah, it's it, They can't even fathom what these dudes in the NBA are doing on the court. They can't relate to it. They don't understand it. So, you know, your, your shitty sets that you see in college, it brings back some uh, some nice memories for them, and they, and they love it, and that's what makes them shit on the NBA. Um, but, yeah, I can't stand that. I know the, I've heard that exact argument that you're talking about at least 10 times the past five years. Like it's, it's it's pretty wild. You got it twice in one week. (laughs) I did. It's crazy, but I, yeah, I hang around crazy people. Uh, So that's, what's grinding my gears. And it's probably always going to grind my gears. It's college basketball. College basketball sucks. I also hate the NCAA. I do. I mean, I think college football is better is, is good. It's decent. It's it's solid. Like, Mm -hmm. but the college college football is very, is, at least similar to, to NFL football. Like there are different rules. And I said, that was one of the arguments I made to one of the guys that he was like, college football is totally different too. Like, what do you mean? He's like the one foot catch rule. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, so a rule that maybe gets implemented three times a game, as opposed to a different shot clock, different defensive rules, two halves instead of four quarters, a a shorter three point line. Like, Everything in college basketball is different than the NBA. So to to compare the fundamentals of college basketball and the NBA, yeah, you know what? You're right. That college basketball probably is more fundamental for college basketball because it's a different game. 
And that's why a lot of college players suck when they get to the NBA because they're being deprogrammed to learn how to actually play basketball, which is what the NBA is. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Maybe we'll get that entire spiel. That'll be our first merch. One of those shirts where it's like a huge paragraph of you just ranting about college basketball. <laughs> Put it on like a document. Like yeah, a, like super small print. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing for today. Let's do some trivia. Yeah. Uh, we do this every Thursday slash Friday. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. Yeah. Reminder, everyone buckle up for trivia and yeah, just whenever just you're driving, safe driving, just buckle up wherever you are right now. Okay. This is it's our one sponsor on the show. Safe. <laughs> okay. In the 2019, 2020 season across the league, the NBA averaged 111 points, 111.8 points per game. Okay. That was okay. the most ever since when? League average points per game. Oh, like what? Since what year? Since what year? What was the last? Seventy-four. Further. Nineteen sixty-two. Isn't it? Split the difference. Nineteen sixty-eight. Yes, nineteen sixty-eight, sixty-nine season. And then, are you wanting me to pull this up? You can if you want. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Bear with us. Technical difficulties. No, it's not difficulty. I just hadn't, I didn't share my yet. All right. Well, I'm just helping out the people that are listening, uh, just listening that aren't with us on YouTube. Gotcha. Can't, le- can't leave them right, in the dark here. What were, you, what were you saying? I just don't understand what was happening in the 60s. Like why there was so oh, much was- scoring. There was no three point line. <laughs> the hell was going on? <laughs> why is the scoring so insane back then? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess they didn't play defense. It's how like the pace must have been absolutely absurd. When yeah, this is all moving very slow. Um, but anyways, oh, this isn't even. Oh, you got to sort it. Yeah, click that, and then we'll be good. There we go. Well, this says 1962. Oh, I see what you're saying. So last like, year. Yeah, so the 1919 or 2019-2020. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I'm getting off of that. Not working. The point is, in the 60s, they were scoring an obscene amount of points. Like, we think today's NBA is high scoring, which it is. But for some reason, 50 years ago, they were just absolutely destroying defenses without a three-point line. I don't understand it. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a good one. Um, you want mine? Yeah, yeah, let's get it. Two players. I hope you haven't already done this. I don't think you have. Two players in NBA history for their entire career have averaged 24 points, 10 rebounds, and two blocks over their entire career. 24, 10, and two? Yep. Anthony Davis? Yeah. Well, is, okay, so they can be active? Well, Anthony Davis is one of them. Yeah, yeah, okay. Ah, it just sucks because when did when did blocks start getting recorded? Like the seventies or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Carl Malone, he blocked. Block. Come on, he's seven foot. It is a, it is a, it is a retired player, and Shaq? he is in the Hall of Fame. Shaq. Yeah. Um. Kareem. Yeah. Okay. Two Lakers. Wow. But also, let me... So this this also goes to my Anthony Davis could finish in the top five of all time conversation. Yeah. If he keeps up this pace for his whole... Obviously, Kareem won more titles. But there are some people who think Kareem's best player ever. Yeah, he's definitely top five on almost everybody's list. And AD is in, is, is in year eight, and he's got these these numbers and now he has his first title. I'm just saying we'll come back to this episode at the end of 80s career when everyone's talking about how he's top 5 in the M- in NBA history. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Good. Yeah, write it down. Uh all right. Good show. Good live deuce. Thanks everyone for watching for the for the thousands that are still in attendance and a million across the world. Uh we appreciate it. And we will be back uh, Monday morning.
Live do Live Deuce will be next Thursday night. And again, starting during the season, it'll be every five nights a week. But for now it's one night a week. So if you don't so if you want to catch the show on Monday, just go to YouTube, the underdog YouTube, like, subscribe, leave a comment below. And if you're listening, go to Apple Pods, rating, review, subscribe, all that good stuff because it helps us out. And uh, we'll see you Monday morning. Later, people.